Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel. Tomo's going nuts in the background. Not 100% sure why. Maybe we are going live to air. Nikita Ross is in with myself. It's my last day of two weeks filling in for Jason Bonington. Sort of two weeks for Jason Bonington. We've got nine races to get through at Tabcorp Park, Melton. And uh, I'm not getting anything in my ears, which is a bit unusual, Nikita. So I'm not sure what's going on there. It doesn't matter. Uh, race one at Melton. We may as well kick straight off into it. No rest for the wicket. Straight into it, Toby. Yeah. No Let's rest for the wicket whatsoever. As uh, We've got a few races to get through. Mitch, bottom, Mitch Sidebottom, not Mitch Bottom, will join us at 11 o'clock. And no doubt... Uh, we we'll have an interesting discussion at Ballarat. I actually rated Major Manbar a really good chance tonight at ten dollars and two fifty, which he owns a share in. So I don't think he'll tip Major Manbar. That's not his sort of style. But uh, it'd be interesting to get his thoughts on it as well. So race one, Tabcourt Park, Melton tonight is the uh, tomorrow night is the Woodland Stud Trot. Now there'll be twelve runners go around in this race. And if you can pick the first four in order here, Nikita, I will dub you the genius and forever be at your feet because <laughs> this race is as hard and as tough as it gets. And you can make a case for nearly any horse in this race. So I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah, it is one of those. And um, yeah, it's a wide open affair and you can make a case for so many different horses here. And I suppose, as I mentioned to you just before we came on air, that that was um, evident given burning questions last night where Dan, Andy and myself all uh, were keen on a different horse in this particular race. So uh, it's an interesting one, but I'm going with a bit of value on top here on an each way basis and going with Namoska, uh, just racing in terrific form, winner last start and before that was second behind Baltica, who looks a progressive type um, and on that occasion held off Kuka Lane comfortably. So Kuka Lane obviously went on and um, won the Terrain Cup from a stand last time out and is in this race as well. So um Four starts back, a terrific winner then, and three starts back did things wrong from the stand, so just put a line through that one. So tempo is obviously going to be crucial here, but I just think he's going so well and um, and looks at a good chance at uh, about $10 and three forty. Zigzag Zoo goes in for second here, has good gate speed, went roughly and broke last time out when favourite. You would think if he does everything right here, he should be able to find the front and from there prove pretty hard to beat. Uh, Kook Lane jumped to the front, as cool I mentioned. Colin. Sorry? That okay. wasn't me. Yeah, okay. You're good. Not bad. Um, well, there's, <laughs> everyone says it differently. Play it again. Kukulin. Kukulin. 
I'm just okay. telling you what Wikipedia okay. says. Cullen. Righto. Have you changed? And, and Wikipedia is always right, is it? Well, that's the pronunciation thing. <laughs> okay. The pronunciation thing says Coo You've Cullen. You've thrown me now. Coo Cullen. Okay. <laughs> Coo Cullen. Um, <laughs> pronunciation. What, what, what were you going to do if I didn't put him in my selections? I would have said it and then we. I would have brought it up anyway. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. I would have raised it like a child. <laughs> Um, look, that was that was his second <laughs> I'm early too. Um, but he's been close up, of course. Yeah. Do you want to hear the rest of my selections? They're prosthesis. Yes, I'm throwing in for fourth. Ah, um, oh, beautiful. Uh, has has had a couple of runs back from a spell. Was back and wide last time out. Hit the line well, so I think he could um, could run well from the front row draw. But as you said, um, it's really open. But uh, I like the value here: ten, four, twelve, and three. Prosthesis, the story behind this horse and the amount of hours that's gone into him with Kenny Tippett and the injuries he's had through his career. And he's just trying to win one of these races. He ran second in one last year and I went down, I saw Ken afterwards and the boat was nigh on in tears. It meant that it means that much to him to win one of these races. And I get a little bit, uh, get a little bit uh, dry in the throat just thinking about it, how much it means to Ken for Prosthesis to win. And are you on... Uh, are you doing Saturday night, Trots Vision? I am. I'm uh, in a different role this week. I'm away from the desk. I'm roving and um, I'll be down getting some interviews in the stalls and um, and parade ring and, yeah, it'll oh, be good fun. Yeah, look, if it can win, it'll make great content. When he wins his race at Melton, it's going to be a very emotional Ken Tippett. We'll see something uh, that that we won't see too often from a man like him. He's not. I'm not tipping him, though. I like the five tea tree Tommy. Uh, he missed a run at Cranbourne when the meeting was abandoned and he, he was really due for that run. And then he had a, his next start, he ran seventh at Melton and he looked a bit below par, but he'd missed a run. So that helped him a lot. Then his third last start was really good from the pegs. He's a, a I think he'll be at his best fortnight uh, between runs as well. I just think he's a... Uh, versatile horse as well. He can go forward into the chair. So I've gone with five tea tree Tommy, who Dan Malecki was pretty keen on as well. Three prosthesis to run second. It's a little bit of heart in that maybe Nikita, but I can't help myself. 11 little Yankee and Ku Cullen, I rated as probably the lay of the night. Would you believe I, I tipped it last week at $13 and it won the terrain cup. I'd be laying it this week. It just doesn't, it's not going to get to the front. It's not going to get it easy. Uh, It hasn't won these sort of races in the past. So I'd be surprised if it could win. We might just get our first breakaway and come back and look at races two, three, and four at Tabcourt Park, Melton, Saturday night. Cool, Carlin. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. We're not playing the music I'm quiz. I'm good to see some music, though. I like it. Can we make this a trend? Can we continue music back from the break, please? Because I like it. Do you? Yep. yep. I've got another... I'll have to stop myself from yelling my name out for jumping in, but... Well, there's obvious reasons why we chose this song. Race two at Tabcourt Park, Melton. The Lynn McPherson Memorial Breed for Speed Bronze Series Final. 
Uh, it was great on Tuesday uh, having Karen Livingston and four uh, Team Teal ambassadors come in to, uh, come on to Trot's Life and do a whole show on Team Teal. And what Ling McPherson started and uh, Karen Livingston and Duncan have done since has been amazing stuff. Uh, go back and podcast that if you missed it. In very interesting races. And it's I, I love these sort of $14,000 races where these horses would never get a chance to go in one, if that makes sense, Nikita. And I'll be interested in your thoughts here, and I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say about one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's um, that's a good guess. But, yeah, completely agree. It's obviously grown from strength to strength, the um, the Team Teal and, and these series, and they're obviously built around trying to get the mares to get a, a good mark, a, a good um, mile rate against their name, and then go on to breeding, of course. So, yeah. um, no, it's, it's really good. I've got someone quite close to me at the moment that's going through their own battle with ovarian cancer. So, um, yeah, it's really important to spread the message and um, and raise funds for, for research, of course. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm thrilled to be a part of it oh. all on, on track on, on Saturday night and uh, and can't wait for this series. Um, yeah, it, look, it's a tricky race to assess. Um, it was a flip of the coin for me here between uh, between two of them, black and gold, and she's a chocolatier. I've gone with black and gold purely from the barrier draw perspective. Led up three wide line and was a pretty comfortable winner of her heat. Uh, goes well with Mick, Mick Bellman, I think, has won three from 13 uh, with Mick aboard and some other placings. So off the top of my head. Four, yep. four from 14. Okay. I've got, hmm. I was... Kind of close. Um, leaves the gate well without being brilliant. Um, couldn't cross Aldevar and Stevie in the heat, but can hold a forward enough position, I think, and be handy over the sprint trip. So um, looks well positioned and narrowly goes on top ahead of She's a Chocolatier, who found some traffic and was back in her heat, but has since came out, sat parked, and went on to win at Gumbauer, when a short price favourite there. Second row draw over the short is always hard, but I think has the ability Amazia Bear goes in for third, has good gate speed, found um, found the the pegs in both of the two heats that she contested. Second heat was in slower time and wasn't beaten far there. And um, I've thrown in for fourth Elder Baron Stevie, who begins well without being brilliant, was held up but ran on well in the straight and ran on in the second heat as well. So from the pole, I think is a really big place chance and um, I have him for fourth, but Again, it's um, it is a, a tricky little race to assess, but great to see these these mares sort of in this grade uh, racing for fourteen thousand dollars, as you mentioned, two ten three one. Yeah, look, Michael Bellman we're on black and gold, fourteen starts, four wins, four placings, fifty seven percent of the time runs a placing. In its career, it's only uh, or for Brett Shipway, it uh, runs nineteen percent of the time in the placing, so it's no coincidence that uh, we're talking about Bellman going onto this horse, Black and Gold. Uh, he always seems they seem to link up very well. So I've put in on top the two Black and Gold, the one Elder Baron Stevie's going to get the best run in the race. It's run second and third in the heats, beaten six meters and one meter. It, it's three dollars twenty the place. It's probably the most logical bet in the yeah, race, if yep, you ask me. I agree with that. At two fifty, black and gold to win. I'd rather have three twenty. Elder Baron Stevie the place, and then for third and fourth, look. Paris Fate's got high ability, but you, I just couldn't back it on. You'd be very uh, trusting of it to do everything right. Eleven dollars two seventy. It's probably the best horse in the race, and I thought if you're going uh, multiples, the eight I'm a destroyer. 
sits leaders back three the fence. It's going to get a pretty soft pegs trip and should be battling away on the inside at $14 and three ten. I thought it was a bit of a place, sort of third, fourth sort of chance as well. Race three, the Lynn McPherson Breed for Speed Silver Series Final. And another good race, $24,000 for horses that won't run in too many $24,000 races. A couple of key chances in this race, Nikita, to uh, probably decipher out of. But there's one I'm pretty keen on. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts. Is it? Okay. Well, I'm waiting for you to pick on my uh, pronunciation here as well. But I'm no. going with Hominin. <laughs> Homonym is how I say it. Homonym. It's a look. It's a real. I really struggle with it. It's a tongue twister. I'm not looking forward to saying it tomorrow night. Um, but look, it's a progressive horse uh, that is quite versatile. Versatile as well. Uh, Sat Park to win uh, her heat. Hasn't seen a front row draw in a long, long time. Um, second row last time, and then standing starts prior. But I think can gradually work forward and could be the best horse in the race. So going with Honamum on top. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, there's just those Some words. Some words that yep. get you. There's a few. Homonym. I've got a few too. It's not homonym for me. Homonym. Uh, Electrojet, uh, went around favourite in the heat. was a good run, was back, and it was a pretty quick last 400 metres. It does have good gate speed, but hasn't had the draws to use it for a while. It wouldn't be surprised... Mm. Wouldn't be surprised if they use it here. Um, has raced in some pretty handy companies. So Electrojetting for second. Golden Sunset is a mare that has ability. Broke in one of her heats and went on to be a pretty impressive winner in another one. She's quite quick. So um, the back row draw over the trip means she will need a few things to go her way. But I think she's more than capable and just needs to hope for a little bit of tempo. And a more maternal has was narrowly beaten in the heat, gets the perfect draw, leaves the gate well enough to um, to have a nice hit trip. I think could be behind high in the sky in the run potentially. That horse has led its past two. So, um, again, it seems to be a theme all night that they're quite open races, aren't they? But I'm sticking with the favourite, five, six, ten, one. I'm sticking with homonym as well. If you think of Nim, there's a guy actually works here, Nim's Azores. So think of Nim, homonym, homonym. Yeah, I know how to say it, but it just, it just. I'm trying to help. I know, but you know, it's like some people can't say ambulance. It's one of those. Ambulance. Mifsud. Yeah. A lot of people say misfud. You listen to harness trainers, get them, do it, do a hundred harness <laughs> trainers on Saturday night, say yeah. misfud. So there's one for me. I say misfud all the time. <laughs> homonym, right? This horse, uh, they think's a country cups horse. I've been putting it in stand start races to educate it from the stand start because it just doesn't get away so well. Gets back to the mobile conditions. I think it's the best horse in the race quite clearly. And, and Emmett's been doing a wonderful job educating it. I think it's got yeah, a few lengths on these. Ten Golden Sunsets, a lovely mare. I really like her. There's something about her that I just think one day the penny will really drop with her. It was only a small field at Shepherd, and this is a much bigger field, and I just can't see her. She's either going to have to work to get up there or she's going to have to round up a lot of horses. And I think Homonym will be just too far ahead of her at the start. One or more maternal has been terrific from its two runs from the pole where it won that silver and it ran second in the heat. So I think it'll give a great sight for a place and high in the sky has been ultra consistent so far. We're in a grand spit. This is a bit scary. Well, that's okay. <laughs> we don't always agree on exactly, things. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's a little bit scary. Uh, I'll be, we won't agree on race four, the Elder Baron Park Luna last three-year-old classic, uh, because I'm tipping. It's a very interesting race. It's only three horses of one races. And one of those horses is $18. I'll hip, 
I reckon I've given away who I'll be tipping in this race. If you've tipped it as well, then uh, I'll walk out of here very surprised by the end of the show. I haven't. Um, I am sticking with the favourite in Everybody Loves Kenny, the most experienced horse in the field, and manners will be absolutely everything in a race like this. It's not the strongest $30,000 Group 2 Trotters event that you will see. Um, they actually only had a, a few nominations early, I think three or four when noms closed, and they had to extend them, which is um, quite surprising considering there was you know a three-year-old trot earlier in the week that had almost a full field. So... Um, yeah, maybe a few, a little bit reserved to, to throw the horse in the deep in, but it's really good prize money up for grabs. So, um, I'm going with everybody loves Kenny, um, hasn't had to start for a little while, but went through the two-year-old breeders crown and Vic bread series was second in a heat of the Vic bread. Um, I think it just looks a, a good race and, um, can get the job done. Kiang Zadana had her first start last week, led up the one wide line, did everything right. No doubt will be better for that experience and um, I think can be positive from the draw. Midnight Avenger has had the two wins from 15 starts. Got a bit keen last time out, but it wasn't a bad run. In an even race, as I get said, when manners are going to mean everything, it goes into the mix. And I've got Wish Upon a Dream in for fourth. Uh, was running into it quite well at that race at Bendigo on Wednesday when favourite and uh, and broke on that occasion. Prior worked home well, so I think she's one to include in tries and first fours, but it's always a fraction of concern when they um, when they made a mistake last time out. So um, pretty much I, I think that the horse with the with the best manners at trots could, could win this and it could be any of them. So uh, I think Kiang does chess. I didn't mind the trial. I think this race has probably just come up a little bit too quick. Um, could be one to watch in the future, but first start, it's always a big ask, isn't it? So seven, three, eight, six. Interesting. What's the knock on the, on the five horse? It's had four starts. It's trotted in all the way in three of them. It's run fifth, third, third, had a little spell, come back a bit stronger off a month spell, would have had a month in work. It's one first up Tuesday yeah, no night, short back up. No knock. It's one of three horses. It's won a, won a, won a race in its career. Everybody loves Kenny's had a lot of opportunities, did run second in that side seat, yes, but I just thought five, he's an Avenger at value at $18 would be the tip. I think if you made me absolutely tip the horse I think would win, I would say the eight Midnight Avenger would be my top tip. It, it, it's fourth, it got over racing at Geelong. Sir Eros will probably win the three-year-old Breeders' Crown, could win the Derby. That's how good Sir Eros is, the horse that won at Geelong. There's a big uh, prediction for you going into the future. It's a jet. Don't you worry. There'll be no Plymouth ch uh, Charb this year. So uh, I'll be going Sir Eros for an early Dar Trotters derby. Uh, we've just got to get to a break quickly. So uh, five Midnight Avenger, uh, eight Midnight Avenger to beat five. He's an Avenger. And it, it would be my bet each way. $18, seven. Everybody loves Kenny. And I threw in the six. Wish Upon a Dream. The more experienced runners there. A break, come back, and to the top of the hour, Mitch Sidebottom is due at 11. The Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Welcome back to the Friday form panel. And there's a couple I'm a bit keen on tonight at Ballarat. So it'll be interesting to welcome Mitch Sidebottom in to join us and find out uh, what his thoughts are at Ballarat. Sidebottom, got a couple. Sidebottom in a row. Mitch, how are you, mate? 
Yeah, very good. Thanks for that intro, Wombat. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, you got a couple I, for us? I do. I've got uh, uh, three three best at Ballarat for you. Um, all pretty early in the card. So, all right. Uh, race one, number five, Iken Motor. Um, so it was first up for Adam Stevens last start. Um, Mick Stanley drove and I quite liked the way it hit the line. Very strong through the line in a 28-4 last quarter. So uh, looks looks to have taken some um, improvement um, in the new stable. So I think uh, $3.50 is okay for Icon Motor in race one. Beautiful, mate. I've heard you talk a lot about self-exclusion. So I thought you might have been going there, but maybe maybe that was you're talking about something else. It doesn't matter. Uh, no, mate. Uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a part owner in self-exclusion, oh, but yeah. uh, I, I, I bet with my head, not with my heart. So, um, no, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, that he can run a good race and, and get up. But um, I just thought Iken Motor was was the betting proposition in the race. All right, very good. I do like to get that uh, clar- clarity around things for people at home. Are you going to race two or are you going to race three? You said three early ones. Ah, uh, yes, going to race two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no spoils about the price here, but I thought uh, inaugurate at a dollar ninety-five. Um, it has got good gate speed um, when they want to put the foot down, and I think Taylor French will use that and go forward and control the race. Um, the query runners, Sweet Sangria, first up uh, in Victoria here. Um, Scott looks like it's had decent form in Queensland, so. Uh, yeah, it's it's the one that we've got to try and hold out, but I think um, Taylor can control the race and, and keep Sweet Sangria behind her and, uh, yeah, go from there. And then we've got race four. Uh was very surprised this horse didn't come up favourite. Uh, magic feeling. I know it's drawn eight. It's going to need a slice of luck, uh, but... But Albie's a good address, aggressive driver and uh, should be able to wave some some magic here. Pardon the pun. Um, but yeah, it's based home national news in, in its last start and got prior form against Captain Ravishing and Raw for Roscoe. So I think today looks a nice little drop in grade for magic feeling and uh, for, yeah, $4 plus around. I don't expect that to last too much longer. Yeah, my two, interestingly enough, race three, number 10, my high peak. It's uh, it's really, it's had the eight starts. I think it's only trotted all the way twice for uh, two wins and a second. It's, uh, if it trots all the way, it'll just win that race. It'll be too good for them. Uh, you are lucky if it trots all the way, though, but I'm happy to play the price. I'm interested in your thoughts because my other one's Major Man Bar, mate. I... We had Jackie Barker on the show yesterday. She talked about going forward on Silent Major. I think there'll be a lot of speed on early. Vintage Cheddar, I assume, will get put into the race at some stage as well. And I can just see Herbie sitting there very quietly through this race on Major Man Bar. And if he's within striking distance at the 250 metre mark and they've all done work up ahead, I think the $10 and 250 is not bad value. And, you know, you're a shareholder in the horse. What are your thoughts on that race? Um. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't be talking you out of Major Mamba. He's um yeah, hit peak fitness now and racing really well. Um I just thought it was a really open race with with many winning chances. Um I was impressed with Vintage Cheddar first up. Um 
yeah, it ran a really good race, so it deserves to be favourite. But um, if it's going to be doing work, yeah, it opens it right up for something like Major Manbar or Enchanted Stride was was the other one in the race that I thought was it was a touch of overs. Um, it can be getting home strong too. But yeah, I'm hopeful that you're right and Major Manbar can get over the top. You're not wrong about Enchanted Stride. If Alachi kicks through and holds the front, Enchanted Stride's just got to get off and it'll be right in the finish. It's, I think it's a much more open race than people realise. Vintage Cheddar, yeah, the best horse, but yeah. Did, did you hear Herbie yesterday? Uh, no, I didn't. He he, he said that uh, when he pipped Valachi on the post, he leaned over to Lisa after the line and apologised to her for beating her on Valachi. What are your thoughts on your driver apologising for winning a race to the competition? Ah uh, no, that's all right. As long as as long as we get the prize money, you can apologise to whoever he likes. <laughs> ah, yeah. But uh, no, Velarti Velarti's been uh, very unlucky. Uh, just keeps running massive races for second, so it's definitely due to breakthrough as well. After the races, the Savo mate, uh, Benalla last week was a good day, was it? Yeah, yeah, fantastic day. Yeah, the boys uh, backed a few winners, which is always nice. Um, but, uh, no, it's pretty quiet today. I'll just catch up on a bit more form and replays and, uh, yeah, sit back and relax. How'd your horse go, Nikita? She's here, Nikita. She's working, though. She she's, does that much stuff for HRV. <laughs> she wears multiple hats, and she's firing emails off and setting stuff up for tomorrow night. Uh, it, it ran okay. It's, um, yeah, it doesn't have a super foot turn of foot, doesn't move. Um, he, he plotted away and uh, it ran... Not far away. I think he ran fourth, but um, was close up. All right, mate. Yeah, it looked like it, looked like it was going to run into a place um, sort of halfway down the straight and just, yeah, did did what most of my horses do, ski, <laughs> and just, just didn't quite get there. No. Oh, I don't know about that, Major Mambo. We just said just got there the last start. I think you've been a bit harsh on yourself, uh, Mitch. How were all those two-year-olds going? You bought about, what, you bought 25 of them at the sales last year. Ross Graham's got about 35 two-year-olds on the books. How are all they coming along? Yeah, yeah, I bought four of them. Um, four, yeah, was not it? Yeah, too bad. They're just going nice and slow at the moment. So we're uh, heading over in a couple of weeks to watch them work and have a barbecue out at Roscoe's and... Uh, they shouldn't be too far off the trials, maybe in another month or so. Have you named that the baggy green one yet? Uh, not yet, but uh, I think Got Ball's in the running as well now. Got Ball's. <laughs> got it! <laughs> oh, dear. There's one... Uh, if Mick... you get that, you, you'll be doing very well if that gets through the, um, through the you know, the tick box. Look yeah. up look up the horses in Mick Blackmore's stable at the moment. You'll see one with a very interesting name. I'm not sure how he got that through, let me tell you. And uh, we might have to have a look at that at HRV offices and do something about that. HRA, I think. HRA. Is it? Oh, it's HRA. Well, one's got through to the keeper there, let me tell you. Uh, Mitch, thanks for coming on, mate. Uh, uh, well, I won't be on next week, so I'll hand you back to uh, Jason Bonington next week. Good luck with that. Yeah, thanks very much, Wombat. Looking forward to it. Good on you, mate. Side bottom. Got a couple. Side bottom in a row. A break and back the other side. The answer was not Stephen Gernahan. A break and we'll be back the other side and get stuck back into the form preview at Tapcourt Park, Melton, tomorrow night. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross.
I will start a fire later today, and I'll get to that in a second. Have a great weekend, Toby and Nikita. Awesome job you have done filling in for Mr. Bonnington. Toby, well done. Cheers, big fella. I never yeah, the big fella family are in Benalla today, my my hometown. Paid for by me, he said, off my twelve hundred dollar return the other day. He went an all up on all three of them and sent a message privately that this year's Christmas presents already up the two slabs. <laughs> so great Very kind of you. And I had a friend of mine uh, has a little girl with a uh, incurable syndrome called Rett syndrome. I had him on the show. Nothing to do with trotting, but it was a mate of mine. It was great to get some awareness around that. And they got behind it with a donation as well. The big fella family, aren't they beautiful oh, people? They are. And uh, and Josh Jenkins has got involved with a jumper for them as well, signed by Tom Hawkins and uh, Patrick Dangerfield. So if you're doing nothing tomorrow. Head out to Hillsville uh, Sporting Complex and get involved in the Valley Vicious Day starts at one o'clock. I'm off camping for the weekend and I'm going to be bringing the firewood and starting the fire. It is on everywhere in here, boys. Spot fires all over the place. <laughs> yes, there'll only be one, I hope. Only one fire. We don't want spot fires everywhere. Uh, in the bush at Murrindindi tonight uh, with me old schoolmates. It'd be great to get back to them. Get involved in the conversation. 0499736736. And a massive homonym fam is in the building. Race five tomorrow night at Melton. Ling McPherson Gold Series final. Very interesting race, this, and I think, uh, well, you already know I'm going to disagree with what you say because we've already discussed it. Uh, Vacation Hill, eighty-five favourite, Nikita, best horse in the race, no doubt. Tell us why it'll win. Um, <laughs> that's probably well, a bit hard because it's the best horse in the race. Well, um, there you go. Look, probably couldn't have drawn worse, to be honest. Uh, we all know she's a very nice mare. She looked really strong in her heat. Um, and was a class above on that occasion. We'll have to get off the inside, giving her biggest danger on paper, which is um, probably Hopeful Beauty, and also Aldebaran Crescent, maybe to a slightly lesser extent, a head start. But I just think she she's the best horse in the race. And um, besides that first start, she's been, been really good. Jason Bonington has always said, for as long as I've known him, Barrier draw should be preferential with the best horse drawing the inside of the second row because he says it makes it the hardest way to be- back it. It doesn't make it so much trickier when the favourite's drawn oh, the inside. 100%. The best horse is inside second row. It adds so yeah. much intrigue to a race. I love it. If she's drawn anywhere else, I'd be quite confident that she just wins, but it just, just makes it tricky. Agree. Um, but I still think she can get the job done. Uh, Hopeful Beauty goes in for second. She's a mare that, again, has shown plenty of ability, was beaten by her, her stable mate, Omri Jet. Um, or she has beaten her before. And uh, mm. in the heat of this series, she was terrific. She got home herself in 27-6 and a 56-8 half. Um, I think she might be able to get across Medina Sky. Medina Sky has, uh, has made some errors from that uh, that draw before. So, um, look, I think that she's going to make life a little bit difficult for Vacation Hill from uh, from the good draw. Uh, Aldebaran Crescent is a quality mare, has raced at that free-for-all level for a long time now, went through the Interdom series and held her own in the heat behind Omri Jet. Her weapon of gate speed is taken away here, but she's also got a really good turn of foot, so she's not out of it at all. And Lucinda Mack, I've gone in for fourth, has had a few issues scoring up, but she's ran some terrific races recently. I don't think Kez will push her out at the start. She'll let her settle, um, but she has been closing off her race as well. So I'm going eight, three, nine, and four. 
I've got the same four, which you won't be surprised to see, but I think Elder Baron Crescent has the upper hand. It's down as driver Josh Aiken. That's not right, is it? On the tab website? No. No, it's James Herbertson. I had James Herbertson on yesterday, and he's really got the upper hand in the sense that I think what Hopeful Beauty will push out. Well, Cinder Mac's not normally fast out. He may even end up in the chair off the start of the race, would you believe? So he's going to be ahead of Vacation Hill at all stages. He, he She's a very versatile horse now. I think she could end up in front before Vacation Hill, or she could end up in the 1-1 and get a beautiful sit and use her sprint at the end. He's going to have options, Herbie, and I'm happy to have the $6 uh, and have a play at the $6 Elder Baron Crescent. I just think she's going to get the best run in the race. I've picked her eight Vacation Hill. Yep, if there was three horses in this race, three, eight, and nine, in, and that was all there was, we'd be uh, Vacation Hill would be a dollar four if you ask me. But she's inside second row, and I just see things not quite working out, panning out perfectly for her. The other thing hmm? that concerns me a little bit is last time Medina Sky was drawn one, it galloped out, so <sighs> drawn right behind it, Shh. you know. Uh, yeah, it just makes you a little bit wary. Medina Sky has had issues with, with breaking at the start. Kate, Kate will know that, though. She'll have one, oh, she'll have one eye but, on that. So it's still the fact you've got to score up behind it, don't you? Yes, correct. So that can change things very quickly. Hopeful Beauty beat I'm Ready Jet, but I'm Ready Jet was being prepped that stage for a size tilt, and I don't reckon she was anywhere near right that on that occasion. And I think it was just a, a hit out for her leading up to that race. So I didn't get taken too much by her beating I'm Ready Jet on that occasion. So I've put her in for third still. And that's why I've put him, her in for third behind the other two. And we'll send the Mac, of course, for all the reasons you said as well. Race six is the Alan Mance Trot. Tell you what, he's been sponsoring races for a long time, Alan Mance. Uh, very, very interesting race this. I don't think Tornado Valley can win the race. Don't you? No. I'm sticking with the old champ. Um, me? You're picking me. No, Tornado Valley. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mm. Close. Um, look, so. <laughs> he, he almost held on for a great Southern Star Heat win and then just couldn't go with them late in the final. But I think he finds a really suitable race here. Should get his chance. And if, if he's anywhere near, you know, close to his best, um, I think he can be winning. We heard from Andy yesterday. He said... His, his work's been really good. You know, he's not the horse that he, that he once was when he was just in that, you know, dominant patch um, going Correct, back, winning yeah. everything. But um, so, but they wouldn't, they're not going to have him here if they think he's going to be disgraced or, or you know, um, well yep. below his best. So yep. they said he looks good. Um, he's feeling good within himself. His work's been good. So he's ticking all the boxes there. The one that I think can can beat him, he's the major danger, is Kaivelli Chief. Um, he's one of mine. I, I love this horse. He's racing super. His past two have been really good. The start will be interesting. Do they press the button? He has shown good gate speed before when they've asked, but um, haven't always used it. So do they use this opportunity to try and run the gate and, and get in front of Tornado Valley? Don't know. I'll try and find that out on track. But yes. you're shaking your head at me. But um, you know, it's so. it's not not out of the question. Um, Robbie Royale was close oh up in the Ararat Cup uh, from the stand, and Pryor has been racing well without stacks of luck from the mobile. And I've got him for fourth hatchback, who comes out of the Group Oof. One Night Pistol, where he did a bit early, kicking up. It was a quick quarter. I think that just took it out of him a bit. So. Um, 
yeah, this is easier, no doubt. The interesting one I've left out, and I'll be, I, I probably shouldn't have, uh, is Queen of Crime because you can make excuses for her recent runs. Um, it ha- just sort of hasn't gone to plan since she took out that Vic Bread final on New Year's Eve. So uh, if you're looking for excuses, I think she does have some. And back to the mobile, drawn well, she can absolutely be in the finish when she's at her best but I sort of just am am looking a little bit around her so um from a a betting perspective Kai Valley Chief each way I would play in this race so I've gone nine seven six three okay well I'm three two eight four so we've got three different numbers for me for the first three I think uh Queen of Crime will not get off the gate great Nephew Sunoco crosses it hatchback gets to the front and I go back to a Bendigo Trotters Cup where Hatchback beat Tornado Valley, ran 5th, 6th, 7th in that race. Sparkling Success was in that race. He's a different horse when he gets to the front Hatchback. He ran 3rd, 2 starts back. And by John's own admission, he just got outdriven by Kate. She was on Have Horse Will Travel, and she got 3 wide before Hatchback did. Got around, got to the front, he sat parked. He had a little crack at the lead. He didn't He didn't uh, get the lead. 7th last week in the Night Pistol can... totally different circumstances here. They're much stronger horses than what most of the ones here are. I think he works to the front. He'll be very, very hard to beat. Nephew Sunoco will sit on his back in my map, and if he does that, he gets a gun run behind the lead. He was terrific three wide for the last 1,200 metres last week. Uh, Soft trip. Uh, I've got him in for second. The eight, forget the price tag from, uh, well, it ran fourth last start. Got home pretty well. Second up, it was a pretty good horse in New Zealand. We didn't see the best of it last preparation. I think it can really improve this start. And I threw in for fourth the four travel bug because James Herbson said he had the option of Nephew Sunoco, travel bug, and forget the price tag. And he chose travel bug of the three. Loves the horse. Was really good when second in a Wedderburn Cup on the short back up. It was five days later and sixth over the short distance. That was a couple of weeks ago now. It's had a little bit of time to recover from those, those two hard runs. I think he'll be he'll be an improved commodity as well. So I've gone very different in that race. And if I get that first four, uh, well, I don't bet. So It'll pay anything. Mate. It will pay <laughs> anything. Race seven, we may as well. We've got four minutes till the news. Uh, Breed, we can go. Uh, the Australian Trotting Grand Prix, very, very interesting race. And I'll be interested, is this how you see the map? Always ready leads. I'm ready jet behind the leader. Nathan Jack won't hand up to anything because the two stable mates are leader leaders Nathan back. Jack won't be handing up to anything because he oh, won't they be got there. The, they got the wrong <laughs> driver again, have they? It's Jack Law, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Jack Law <laughs> won't hand up to anything. Wrong Jack. Sorry, Jacks. Majestuoso in the chair. Sundon's Courage 1-1. One, one. Is that your first, is that how you map it? No. All right. You, I don't. Give me your map. I don't think that Always Ready will, will cross. Cross. Okay. No. I, look, there's, there is a number of different ways this could pan out. I'm not sold on any one scenario, but I think if Always Ready can run a bit of cover for I'm Ready Jet and just let her balance up, her gate speed has developed. So she, I think she was going to begin quite quickly in that great Southern star heat when she galloped. Um, she had a full head of steam up and, and she looked like she was going to begin well and then obviously bungled the start. So no doubt that will be in the back of, of Jason's mind and he's not going to want to push her out, um, but they're going to want to, they're not going to want to be buried along the fence. So I think if I'm ready, uh, always ready can begin well enough with her. It yeah, yeah, makes it difficult for Sundon's Courage and Majestuoso to get across. Both really quick horses, um, but... I wouldn't say that any one horse is 
so much significant just than the other that can just fly across. Yep, so yep. they'll all begin well. I wouldn't be surprised if you see all four of them press out at the start um, and then they'll have to work up their positions. Yeah, uh, Majestuoso, will he find the top? Probably a 50-50 for mine. Um, you know, I think if they have the option, they're probably happy to lead on Omridi Jet and make Majestuoso sit outside. There's a $50,000 bonus riding Correct. on who wins this. So, look, it's it's going to be really tactical and really interesting. Um, both of them can win without finding the top because they're both exceptional horses that have proven that time and time again. So, um, yeah, no firm opinion, which I haven't really answered your question, but I am going with Majestuoso, who's just a little star, uh, worked around to find the top in the night pistol and was just too good. Got that good gate speed to be forward at the start. And, uh, I still think he's the one to beat, but I love Omridi Jet. She's just, just a beautiful mare. Um, as I've mentioned, it didn't go to plan when she drew one in the great Southern star heat, but gee, she was super throughout that series in both in defeat both heat and final as well. Um, I think if she can kick up and get things, you know, isn't better along on the fence, massive winning chance. Sundon's courage is in for third racing in terrific form. No luck in the great Southern star heat and not far away. Last time in the night pistol was a clear third on that occasion. I think he can definitely run a place here and Temporale's had some terrible jaws draws. Since the arriving, draws, yeah, mate. he really has, and has a really good gate speed himself. He's probably the quickest horse out of all of them off the gate, but uh, I think won't get across from the wide gate. Presses forward here, but he could be left in the in the breeze. Last start was really good. He won't be far away. He's a quality horse, just hasn't had much go his way. So four, one, three, seven. Very interesting. I'm with three Sundon's Courage. On my map, I think Always Ready leads and plays the cover role for I'm Ready Jet, gets it to the sprint lane, and then it gets every chance. They've got to keep Majestuoso parked. It's not much speed off the second row, Powder Keg and Wobbly, which should open up a bit of space for James Herbertson to get into the running line very quickly. Whatever way the map goes, he, he should have space behind him to get into a running line and not do much work early. And in that scenario, like Sundon's Courage uh, ran third in the night pistol to Majestuoso, who led. He was three back the outside, and he was beaten eight metres, right? So if he's on Majestuoso's back, and he can make up the similar sort of seven or eight metres that he made up in the night pistol, well, obviously he'll run past him. So at $23 and $4, I think he's definite a definite each-way play, and, and you even sort of made a case for him, for the place anyway. He's going to be right there amongst it in a beautiful position. Herbie said he, he's taken a little bit of while, a little while because he's a stallion to work the horse out totally. We will get to the news. We are running a bit late, but that's okay. One, I'm ready, Jet, to sprint lane into second spot. Majestuoso, how do you leave it out? And six, rules don't apply, me old mate. Forget his run, uh in the Great Southern Star final, uh, where, you know, he it wasn't it didn't really suit him that final. He was a bit uh stiff afterwards. He's got uh, back problems and uh uh problems in his hip as well. So if he's in, he should be right again. He would have been backing him up that damn bank again, Anthony Crosland, to get him right again. Although I think that was rehab work. I don't think he's doing it now. Uh, and he has the second most, or maybe not the second most, third most ability in the race. Rules don't apply. He could be anything, but I don't think we're ever going to see the best of him, unfortunately, with all those issues he has. The news, and back the other side, we, we are a race ahead. We've got two left at Melton and one at Horsham that I want to do. And we may even get time to have a quick look at Menangle. 
the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Welcome back. No, Jason Bonington, you're stuck with Toby McKinnon for just half an hour more. Jay Bon will be back on Monday and reviewing these races with, I assume, Nikita Ross. Yep. Yep. And Tuesday will be Jay Bon again. We're back into the usual swing of things. Wednesday with Wombat and Thursday with myself and Jason. As far as I know, things will be back to the norm next week and uh, you won't have all these strange tips getting thrown out. People, I think some people don't mind uh, having a little roughy and a different hearing someone with a different point of view. Very interesting race, this race eight at uh, Melton. And I had Mick Blackmore on yesterday, Nikita, and he talked about Sunita's strength. And everyone will have noticed as her form. You know, she ran a great race in the Derby heat, and then she failed in the final. She ran a great race in the size heat. 11 days later, she failed in the final. Uh, she ran a great race in the Platinum heat. Eight days later, failed in the final. She has some sort of liver issue, he was saying yesterday, and she just is not backing up on those short or even eight, ten-day backups and talked about she might be a mare in the future has to race once every month. Wow. So I'll have to listen to that one. That's really interesting. It was a bit inner. He's a real character, Mick, yeah. too. Real yeah. character. And uh, you're flying by the seat of your pants when you have him live do anything. <laughs> Trust me, because you just never know what you're going to get with Mick. And there's some uh, there's some strange things he says as well. So she's a very interesting mare, Sunita Strength. She's had this break, which, and she trialed really well against some poor opposition beat up on them in a trial at Shep. He said he sounded very confident with her. But she, again, she's just that sort of horse. I think you can never go into a race 100% confident. No, I don't think so. Look, I've got her on top, Toby, but not with stats <laughs> with an of asterisk. confidence. Yeah. Yep. Um, look, she's a four-year-old now. She's always shown ability, as you mentioned. She took out the Derby heat last season and a big bread heat before doing things wrong in the final. She got back and ran a good race last time, I thought, behind uh, La Serena. It just was impossible then. So, so as James Herbertson said on that, she never felt right at any stage yeah. when she ran that third. Yeah, so mm. there you go. But um, look, I, I think this really looks a race that she can win. Um, so I've got her on top. And I think she she came up about $4 or something like that, which which looks okay. So um, yep. her on top ahead of Valley Star, who was a short price favourite when um, – when winning first up in Australia from the stand has had little mobile racing in his career. So um, that's interesting as this is no doubt harder, but we're just not sure how good he is really. I haven't, um, we didn't ask Andy that yesterday. We probably should have, but uh, from the pole, we should get a nice trip if he can begin well enough to hold for position. So goes in the mix as well. Don't touch the Duco begins well, has always shown ability and has won his past two. Turkey. Uh, again, finds a harder race than previous, but uh, I think is is a nice horse. And I've thrown in for fourth, my used to be, who hasn't had much like his past couple, did plenty of work last time and still wasn't beaten far. Prior to that, made good ground from a long way back. He's knocking on the door. I don't think it's this race. Grab it. I don't think it's this race from the draw, but it will be soon. So he'll he'll pop up at a price somewhere I think my used to be because he's going really well, but um, the draw and the trip just makes it hard here. But uh, Cyclone S Adams is Oops. another one that can feature from uh, from the inside back row draw. He's a bit of a tricky horse as well. Uh, Mick Bellman jumps on for the first time, and just depending how Valley Star commences, um, will will make or break things for him a fraction. But uh, can absolutely be there as well. Five one two seven. 
I'm pretty similar. Five and one for the same reasons. Valley Star, last mile, 31 30.7, 29.8, 28.9 at Wren at Melton. That's sort of all you've got to go off with it, being a stand start. So on the basis of that, definitely run second or third. I thought Cyclone S. Adam was a great place chance at $2.30. If anything's wrong with Sunita's strength, if Valley Star leads, like Cyclone S. Adam just, it runs a place anyway if those two go really well, I think. And if anything goes wrong with them, it can it could potentially win the race. It might be going as good as it ever has because it seems so consistent this time in. Other preparations, it's trotted funny and done all sorts of weird things, Cyclonus Adam. So I uh, threw it in for third and seven. My used to be, it was terrific when wide early for a long time, ran fourth from gate seven. But it's going to have to be just as terrific and probably run a good fourth or fifth again. And the turkey reference to Don't Touch the Juco, that's his stable name, Turkey, because... He's just a bit of a turkey sometimes. He's, he'll just walk along perfectly behind you and then all of a sudden he'll just pull back for no reason. Just does strange things like that, even when you're just leading him around out, out uh, when he was at Chris Sinocio's. That was very It will be a good race, though. Race nine, we may as well do before we get to a break. Uh Look, very interesting race, Nikita. You're either in team interview or you're not. We had the same discussion last week. I think I said something like it was a dollar fifty-five or whatever. And how could you pack a horse that's had five starts, two wins? That hasn't even won most of its starts, and it's so short. And of course, it did things wrong. And I've got a theory, and always have. Trotters that are a little bit risky are wor- the worst draw they can get is barrier one because have these horses coming across with pressure. I love the fact we're on TV, so we can use my hands and people can be watching. When the horses come across with a bit of pressure, that, that just makes them a bit nervous and then they can jump out of their gear or they end up getting crossed or double-crossed. So I'm really, it's probably my two lays of the night would be Coo Cullen in race one and interview in the last. What are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think if he trots, he wins interview. He's by far the best horse in the race. Okay, um, I agree with that. But, yeah, the, the, the query is um, can we trust him back to – Barrier one, uh, which he hasn't seen before. And also, I, I think it's a positive that he is back at Melton because that's where he won last time. Yep. He had no issues yep. with Melton. It was also late in the night, as someone, uh, I think Dan may have um, mentioned last night, you know, he was under lights. He's had that nighttime racing experience, which can sometimes throw a few as well. So um, he's got a couple of ticks there, but definitely the cross or the, the question mark mm. is the barrier. So, um, yeah, I, would I be backing him? No. But can he win the race? Yes, yes. 100%. Because, yeah, I think, like I said, Trotz wins. If you're in the stables floating around, you could interview him, the horse. Maybe, yeah. I don't think he'll have much to say, but I'll, I'll give it a go. Ask him and see if he says yes or nay. Okay, we'll do. Boom, um, boom. Gee. Oh, God, Coxie <laughs> Diamond is Wears. shaking his head. Diamond Wears was a good winner first up. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's about right. Um, solid effort in a harder race last time out. Has got some speed. I think um, he can be thereabouts, and they might even have a look at the start to try and test interview and see see how he goes at the start. So he looks a fairly reliable customer and looks a good place chance from there. Birthday suit has had his issues along the journey. It hasn't seen a mobile since September last year. Probably goes back and we'll need a little bit of tempo on, but um, it's just one of those races. And Icicle is a, a pretty consistent horse. Um, again, we'll need some tempo 
Uh, I'm not sure if he will get it, but he hit the line really well at Terang last time out when he saw clear air. So mm. I, I liked that run, but yeah, as I mentioned, goes back and needs a little bit of luck. So it's um it's a really open race outside of interview. Um, I'd be probably looking to play something to place that's a little bit more reliable, but um but yeah, excited to see him up live because he looks like a monster of a horse on screen and um and a beautiful type. So one three four six. Uh, for me, three diamond Wes, uh, they got this horse, Paddy got this horse a long time ago, trialed it at Tarang and he pulled up sore after the trial. So he's had a, obviously a long preparation back to get to where he's at. I really like the horse. Uh, and as you say, uh, quite rightfully Nikita, it is only the first two in the J race. All drivers names start with a J. Uh, He's two seventy the place to run top two. That's that's probably where I'd be heading for a bet in this race if I was having one bet. So because interview's best horse, I hundred percent agree with it. Diamond Wears, I will go with though on the basis that interview gets crossed and might make a mistake. Six I score to run second, it ran fourth in the race that Diamond Wears ran third in, and for all the reasons you said, and made a killing, ran fifth in that race. So naturally, seeing they were three, four, five last week, I went one, two, three this week in the J race at Melton. And uh, we all know the association I've had with Jeff Senior, well, we mightn't all know, but uh, 80, he's 83 years of age. Jeff Senior trained in the Yarra Valley for a long time. He's down at Warnable now. He has about five different ways he works icicle, around the paddock at home, down at the track at Warnable. He puts him in the cart on the beach, he swims him, he has a girl comes and rides him and he races as well. He doesn't do the same thing twice with this horse ever and he's a very happy horse icicle and he's a very happy man, Jeff Senior, and I would absolutely love to see him win this race on Saturday night. That's with the heart and a birthday suit, my advice, have nothing on it. A break, crickets, something, come on Coxie. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Welcome back to Trot's Life. It's the Friday Form Panel with my good self, Toby McKinnon and Nikita Ross. And I know you haven't done a whole lot of in-depth form in the Horsham Cup, but they've got a big sort of uh, month and a bit Horsham. They've got their pacing cup this week. And then in a couple of weeks, they've got the invitational drivers, which is on Labor Day. And then later next month, I think they've got their Trotters Cup on as well. So they've sort of spread them out across the three different events. And hopefully they can attract a few of the locals and get a bit of a crowd there on Sunday would be great because a 12 horse field will go around in the Horsham Pacing Cup. And we don't often see it such a big field and a $60,000 race. I love the back to back with Terrain Cup. I think it works really well, like Ararat one week, Terrain the next, and then Horsham the next. I like that sort of over in the same region. And look, I've had a good look at this race. I had a chat to Jackie Barker about it yesterday. Our Millionaire crosses Highway to Heaven. I don't see an issue there. And you nod your head in agreement. Yep. It's then, like I go back, as I mentioned earlier, our Millionaire handed up to Honolulu Bay, the stable mate in the four and five-year-old championship. So if he does that, like he's going to run top two, our Millionaire, isn't he? 
So you say our millionaire heading up to Demon Delight. Yes, sorry, to oh. Demon Delight. Possibly. Uh, no, I think probably holds the lead. Either personally. way, either way, he runs top two nearly, doesn't he? Yeah, but I thought he probably had um, had his chance in the pure steel. Yep. When he, and in saying that, you know, like a wildfire beat him on that occasion and he looks a, um, you know, a very, very good horse. But, yeah, I just thought he was he was a bit disappointing on that occasion when um, – but has a terrific record when leading. So I do think they probably lead on our millionaire. Um, if he's at his best, yep, can win. But, gee, it's – it's a really open race. Three dollars is probably unders for him, I think. Um, Demon Delight, yeah, I can't see him getting to the to the fence. Um, Phoenix Prince was was terrific last start. I think he po- opened up a good price. He's short enough now. Um, yeah, God, you can make a case for just about everything. It's um, it's yeah, it's a terrific race. Bulletproof boys flying. He's he always runs good races, doesn't he? So yeah, so many horses in with a chance. Had a little setback, bulletproof boy, since that twelve hundred meter uh, Mercury final. He was going to take him to Newcastle uh, for a crack at it, getting into a Miracle Mile, yep. and and in the uh, Allied Sprint or one of the invitational races up there. But just had a tiny little setback with him, which stopped that trip from happening. So this was probably Plan B for bulletproof boy and. Would have been great to see him go up there and have a crack at those races and get into a. Imagine a horse like him in a Miracle Mile. That would have been just. I would have loved that. Um, yeah. No, I see Demon Delight working to the front uh, over our millionaire. He, he might be parked for a little bit, Demon Delight. But if something comes three wide and Jackie pushes up, do they turn it into a speed battle then mid race, or do you just hand up? He was terrific last week, Demon Delight. That second quarter where Willie Go West tried to pinch the lead off him, they kicked up. They ran 28.5 and then 28.5 and 28.7 home. And he was beaten six or seven metres. I'm going off the top of my head from yesterday's discussion. I really think uh, $6 and two ten. if he works to the front, I'd be playing him to beat our millionaire and highway to heaven, a great chance to run a place again off the pegs. And so often these races that are such even affairs... Uh, it becomes pigs, pigs, pigs dominated. So that's where I was heading with that race. Another break, and we might just quickly touch on uh, Menangle tomorrow night because uh, a lot of Victorian horses going around in derby heats and all sorts of things. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Come back. Black and gold, owned and trained by Brett Shipway, by one of his stallions out of one of his mares. He said it was a home brand horse. So that's where it got its name, Black and Gold. He's a very funny man, Brett Shipway. He is, yeah. He'd be a great interview. I've had him on. Oh, uh, but uh, hopefully, like, if the horse is able to win tomorrow night, he'd be, they'll be making a beeline for Brett. You should get him on beforehand, but good luck with that. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to touch on Menangle. Very keen on You Are My Sunshine in the first race, three sixty dollars He He's an absolute jet, this horse. And you can go back. He went one fifty three and change as a two-year-old two in the youthful stakes, like a March two-year-old, I'm talking. Over the 1720 at Melton. He's got high speed, this horse, and he's strong and will maintain the high speed. I'd love to see Sophia Arvidsson set up a 25 and a half uh, lead first quarter for You Are My Sunshine because I just think 
He would thrive off that and absolutely devour these. Uh, only question mark is how he travels up there and how he ha handles Menangle at 360. And I hope uh, Damien Burns was keen to get a run in the sprint races, and he obviously didn't. And to be honest, it's pretty hard to find a horse to swap him, swap with. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying he should have got a run. I'm just saying uh, what I find interesting about it all is if he runs 148 and a half or something and runs a lot quicker than the two sprint races do. And I can see particularly uh, the King of Swing race, he leads. They might only run 152.3 in that race. So he could go five seconds quicker and not be eligible to get a run in the Miracle Mile, which would I wouldn't mind seeing and just a little bit of a Teddy Witten moment for uh, Damien Burns. Yeah, we um, we spoke about this just off air, didn't we? And, yeah, there I said there is quite a number of qualification ways that you can go about it. Obviously, Newcastle, the chariots for the four-year-olds, uh, the sprints. So it is unfortunate, but hopefully 12 months' time, he's still um, racing, yeah. still sound, and he'll get his opportunity then, obviously missing out um, due to being off the scene for a long, long time. But uh, he's, he's an exciting horse. There's no doubt about that. And looking forward to... To seeing him and hopefully uh, Damien Burns can uh, can get the job done up there and uh, maybe even Victoria as well. So a big weekend for him. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's got the uh, his three-year-old in the derby, the brother in the derby, Celestio Matusa. And the two-year-old filly he's very happy with as well. She could, Princess Dillinger could be broodmare of the year this year. I've gone with that a few times now. Uh, thank you very much, Nikita. Thank everyone for the week. As we wrap this up, thanks to Coxie and Sam in the background. Very kind of you. Have a great afternoon, everybody, and catch you Wednesday. Cool, Carlin.